This is Manifest Mindset, where we delve into our true passions, inspire the best out of ourselves, and live our life with true intention every single day. All right, welcome back to another episode of Manifest Mindset. We're here again with Nick and Bob. How are you doing today, Nick? Dude, I am rolling with the punches. Um, we're hanging in there, man. What's new with you? Um, I mean, I'm back on my clinical, starting to study for my boards a little, but but nothing nothing too new. Um, now, are you taking them um, upcoming in July here, or are you taking them uh, in October? I am taking them in October. Uh, I'm just refreshing some notes, just uh, two hours a week. So nothing too intense. Now, hey, when I was in your boat a year ago, I didn't even start studying until clinical was over. So you're way ahead of the game for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I, there's a lot. So I just wanted to get just, I guess, a basic refresher. So before we get any further, Nick, I want to share some good news. Ooh, I like your news. So I think today I looked on the podcast posting website, um, and we officially passed 6,000 total plays today. Nice, dude. Nice. So it's been, I mean, it's been, uh, I think, a year, two years in the making, a year and a half in the making, 6,000 people. People are listening, and we're both benefiting from the podcast. There we go, man. Hey, like we said, Bob, it's, uh, it's cool how this started where it would have just been the two of us anyway. Um, but in some ways, we can include more people in on this. And, hey, if they're finding it valuable, do it absolutely. In some ways, that just brings our, account, our accountability level up with it, too. Yeah. So on average, those are around like 45 to 55 people listening. Um, and last week, we ended off with something accountability-wise that for you, that you wanted to talk about, and I'm excited for, for you to share. Um, do you have that on hand? I know you just got off work. Yeah, absolutely, Bob. Give me like um, five minutes into this podcast here, and I'll, I'm, I'll pull it up as we speak. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, but overall, how's um working? I know coronavirus cases, and we're going to talk about the coronavirus case, coronavirus. Um, they've been, I guess, pretty hot in California where you're at right now. How, how's working there? Um, yeah, dude, they've, they've, been, uh, they've been popping off a little bit. Um, it's about the same in my sports clinic right now. Um, for um, good old Kaiser, we are basically in full riot here. No, I'm kidding, not quite. But we are in addition to wearing the big mask, we are wearing goggles and shields and everything, even just for outpatient physical therapy when we have pe- when we have in person patients at that moment. Okay. Yeah, I, I started my clinical um last Monday and and we're doing the same thing. We have the precautions in place with the face mask and it's still pretty busy. It's still like there's still thirty to forty people on my schedule. So people are still rolling in. I think in New York, as, as it's getting, like, I guess, better coronavirus cases-wise in New York City, um, more so people are out. That, is that 30, 40 people on your schedule per day? Yes. So so, so the clinic wow. I'm, I'm at right now is, is a little bit busier um, than what I'm used to. <laughs> yeah, um, a little bit busier than what I'm used to, too. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it's good. Um, the My CI really, she's, like, has a, a go, go, go mentality of, like, She's like paying attention to like four people at once. Um, so it's good, it's good practice. It's, it's the ball, the ball is there. It allows me to see more patients that like treat, like cherry pick the ones that I actually want to treat. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. Oh, so man, there's like, 
Yeah, those, those, like menta- four those mentalities are dangerous at times. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, but I mean, so basically, there's like four or five patients an hour. Um, two or three of them are like post-ops, and then a few of them are like backs. So I just take the ones that are back patients to follow them around, <laughs> do exercise with those. So I mean, overall, it's, it's a pretty good experience for me. Um, oh man. Well, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you're getting a ton out of it, Bob. That's great. Um, before, before I uh, I get to this other thing in mind that we're talking about, I uh, it wouldn't be right to have this podcast without talking about it. So, my man, remember I don't remember if it was like two or three podcast episodes ago, but how we were talking about how like you know I had my streak going for a while for my other podcast. Yes. Well, that streak is over, my friend. Okay. So. On that episode, and for any listeners out there who don't recall, um, I'd encourage y'all to go back and listen to it. We talked about how I was, uh, you know, I'd been doing my own independent podcast, had uh, that Bob encouraged me to do. He was the real reason I got started, which is pretty cool. Um, I've done a certain number of days in a row. You know, I made it over a year in a row. I made it over 500 episodes in a row. Um, But then I intentionally took a step back. And I remember saying, Bob, how... You know, I wasn't attached to it for the number. I was attached to it because it made me a better person. And if there was ever something that got in the way of that, that something else, a better opportunity to make me a better person where that would have conflicted, I would have been fine giving it up. So, unfortunately, um, well, yeah, unfortunately, um, my grandfather passed away recently. And so, I appreciate it, big dog. Appreciate it, man. Um. It, honestly, it went about as well as it ever could have, um, which is amazing. But for me at the time, I felt like I couldn't, it wouldn't feel right to talk about some other things on the podcast without fully kind of going through the grieving process. And I'm not going to pretend like I'm going to be 10,000% done grieving um, by the time I'm back on because it comes and goes in waves. Um, but it was absolutely the right call at the right time, Bob. And so this is far bigger than um you know a number this is far bigger than a streak or a record or a stat um you know this is about life and you know what can you and i do in these times to quote unquote win the game of life or lose the game of life less and um for me that was an important decision that i made that i'm fully standing by yeah no of course i mean like you said a, a number is just a number 10 is a number hundreds of number a thousand is a number um but I feel like what you did really right there was like you took a step back, like you said, and you figured out like what was truly important to you. Like if you're doing a podcast every day, really builds up your skills, your, your knowledge, your ability to talk, your ability to present. Um, and then there's this situation and you feel like oh, for you to take the time, that would be better for you to grow as a person or, or just time for you to recover and that's better a lot of time than you spending time on the podcast. Does that sound all right? Absolutely, Bob. It's um, you know, it's all about setting our priorities in the moment, and it can be challenging to, um, you know, be be fleeting at times, and you want to feel like, oh no, no, I'm supposed to be disciplined. But we need to be adaptable in this life. We can't just, you know, be sturdy all the time and be rigid. We have to bend with the wind along there, and we have to be adaptable as well. Yeah, something that um. I just thought of as you were talking about this is something I struggled with um, in the past when I was like a year of just posting daily three times or two or three times a day on Instagram. And then I just felt 
comparable for just stopping. Um, and you mentioned this idea of the sunken shift, the sunken co the cost, sunken shift fallacy. Uh, we'll, we'll just we'll just leave it at the ship's drowning, dude, and get the hell yeah, out of there. <laughs> the ship, the ship drowning. Whatever. Dude, dude, Bob, Bob, I would normally say stop while you're ahead, stop while you're less behind. Yeah, you're you're right. It's, 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 it's normally called for those of you out there the sunk cost fallacy. There we go. That, that's a <laughs> so basically, for for those that don't know what is what it is, um, it's basically like you're so invested in something that you can't give it up. So like for a ship, like for the captain of the ship, you're so invested in your ship, you take care of it, you love it like it's your own ship. But when it's about to sink, you decide that you don't want to jump off ship because you love off you love that ship so much. So you just, I guess, you drown and die with the ship. So what you did was so powerful. It's like you were like 500 episodes in a row. I mean, again, the number doesn't mean anything, but that's that's commitment right there, and that's a streak. And then for you to just take a step back and say, like, this taking a break and recovering from something else is more important and, and better use of my time, that shows, like, how powerful you are at controlling, like, what is right and wrong for you in the moment. Um, so, so I just want to take a minute just to appreciate that. Hey, appreciate that, Bob. And that's, um, you know, we all have these decisions. Um, sometimes they're more monumental than others, but we always have these little things. Sometimes they're marked by big events, sometimes they're not. We just have to make the choice about what's truly right for us. And I'm not saying I always make the right call, but I I, I attempt to, and I'm in the process of trying to make that more and more consistently. And, uh, yeah, dude. So, anyways, let us get into the shenanigans, my friend. All right, so this is what everybody's been waiting for. And just to recap for, for anybody that's listening, um, I guess, new, uh, news listeners. So basically, Nick um, set out a list of questions to his closest friends, closest family members, asking his strengths and weaknesses for just a list of topics like um, generosity, kindness, strengths, weaknesses, things like that. And he got the list back. And he took the last week as his accountability task to put it on a spreadsheet of all the things, all the numbers, all the ratings that his friends and family have given him. He's compiled them. He's reflected on them. And now he's going to talk about them on this podcast. Absolutely. Does that sound about right? About right, Bob. And I actually, um, you know, with this, I was very careful with who I chose. Not just people who knew me well, but people who I believe would be kind of the least biased or least, you know, willing to just give me freebies in a way, um, but who had a really accurate view of me for a long time. So actually I did not do any immediate fa any family at all. Um, okay. Cause I felt like, you know, they might, they might skew things a little bit too much. Um, so I decided I want to keep it kind of raw, authentic. So I had um, for people, uh, Bob, you were one of them. So absolutely very gracious um, for you and your time, but I had a total of 12 people who got back to me. Um, and so, uh, you know, 12 people who are very close to me, 12 people who I appreciate, value their opinion. I know that it's absolutely no bullshit thing, and they know that too, and they're not afraid to call me out, which I appreciate. So what I'll do is I'll read through kind of the list of questions for these um, before I give some numbers behind them. And so this was, again, out of the book by Alan Stein, Jr., Raise Your Game, um, fantastic book. And this is just kind of a nice assessment. He, he listed it as, hey, you know, it's one thing for you to evaluate yourself, but how does your evaluation stack up against the people who know you best? So the questions I put out there, I just kind of took a snapshot of the page of the book, was one, do I communicate well? 
Two, am I courageous? Three, am I disciplined? Four, am I focused? Five, am I generous? Six, do I show initiative? Seven, do I use sound judgment? Eight, do I listen? Nine, am I optimistic? Ten, am I a resolver? Eleven, am I responsible? And twelve, am I secure? So if we go, I'm just going to kind of list one word for the rest of these again. So it's communication, courageous, disciplined, focused, generous, initiative, sound judgment, listen, optimistic, resolver, responsible, and secure. So those are the categories I posted out there. And, um, you know, the prompt was saying, hey, for absolutely to give some kind of feedback for kind of why and what exactly, but then also to give a number, zero to 10. Zero is like, dude, like what even is that category? Does your name even belong anywhere next to it? And 10 meaning, um, you know, perfection, not achieving it perfectly for whatever that's worth. Um, and so it was cool. It was great, great to get the numbers and even better to get the rationale and reasons. And, you know, some people's crazy low number was another person's crazy high number and it's great reflecting on their reasoning. Um, and more than anything, Bob, it kind of sparked good conversations behind this. So I'm going to share uh, the high, high ones and the low ones for myself. Actually, Bob, I, I got a question for you. Yes. Out of those, if you had to randomly get, I know it's kind of biased because you already kind of did one review for me. If you had to guess which one might be a high one, which one might be a low one for me, what would you guess? I would definitely say one of your high ones would probably be courage and discipline. Okay. All right. Give, give, me, give uh, me a low baller. Um, can you run through the list one more time? Totally do. And like we said, there's no sugar coating anything, so you're good, my man. Communicate, courageous, disciplined, focused, generous, initiative, sound judgment, listen, optimistic, resolver, responsible, and secure. Okay. I would say, um, I think based on what I rated you, if I were to remember correctly, um, I would say communication would be a low bar. Listening would be a low bar. Now, I'm not saying like zero. I'm just saying no, lower. Totally, man. Um, and then the optimistic one. Gotcha. I would say those three would be your least, your strongest, I would say, discipline and courage. Nice, man. So what I did was I chose the top two and bottom two for each one. Um, and so the top two were you nailed it for one of them disciplined, right? Got some pretty good feedback across the board. Definitely not perfect, um, but for disciplined. But then the second highest was responsible. Um, so yeah, that was, that was good, man. Um, so Bobby, you're kind of on par, you love it. As far as the lowest two, the lowest one was communication, um, which was kind of interesting. This was really, really good for me to get that feedback. Um, so bingo on that one, Bob, great work. Um, it was interesting for me because, you know, in reflecting through this, what I found a lot about myself is that I'm very clear with myself, but I'm also very clear with myself from more of an introverted perspective and more from a developing my own internal world perspective. 
and that there are many times that I fail to externally communicate that. And in doing so, I think I leave, um, I think I leave some people behind. And so that can definitely be a downfall. And it's like, this is weekly. It's like, hey, these things that were my strength, let me bet on them like crazy, right? Let me keep making them even stronger and stronger. And these things that are my weaknesses, what are simple action steps I can do for maybe where my intention is there, but the results aren't, and how can I change that? Um, so, dude, communication was absolutely the lowest, um, which was like, for me, that was a, a tiny bit of a blind side, which is awesome. It's like, that's the purpose of this, Bob, right? It's like, I want to get blindsided by this because that means I learned something. Nick, let me ask you something. So, Ooh, you said you said it, it was great. It was, like, awesome that, like, like you got to, like, figure this out. Um, but how did it feel, like, in the moment? Like, these qualities of, like, <laughs> discipline, courage, generosity, they're, like, personal it's so funny where it's like you know i'd like i i get the note and like i ask for the numbers right like i'm asking for the feedback bob and then i get like a six or a seven and i'm like oh how, how could they do that to me i'm like i wasn't that extreme but i was like damn man like part of me was like okay thanks for the feedback part of me was like damn really and part of me was like dude if we're great friends like why didn't you tell me this sooner right why didn't you give me this feedback sooner and then i stopped took a breath and I'm like, wait, why didn't I ask for this sooner, right? If we're such good friends, why did it take until now? And again, this, there was some aspect of the feedback for some of these people that was already there a little bit. Um, but it, it, was, it was very humbling for me. And it was, even when I'm here directly asking for it, not just giving feedback like back in school or something, I have to take my time and say, okay, let me really not react to it. Let me just let it sit with me. Let me write it down and let me save it for later so I can keep digesting it time and time again. I think that's such a powerful thing that you just said of like, initially you just wanted to like blame another person. I was like, oh, <laughs> why, why didn't you tell me earlier? Or, or why, how, how possibly can you give me this? And, and, and that was even from like a positive standpoint of like, hey, why didn't you tell me earlier? Earlier, Like I would use this information. And I'm like, no, dude, that's, that's not me. Like if I wanted the information, I should have made that happen. Yeah, and I think that that's something that I need to work on, just really just shifting that that mindset of, like, oh, I, what what can I do? Like, how, how can I improve in this situation? Even, like, if you're in a full-blown argument, how, like, how can I improve down the line? And, and I, I appreciate you just sharing that um, because that's a powerful, I guess, that's a beam of manifest, manifest mindset of, like, focusing on what you can control, focusing on yourself, focusing on, Blaming yourself rather than other people and focusing on ways to improve yourself. So that was Absolutely really good. Do. And I think, Bob, you do a phenomenal job with that from the business things, from the individual business conversations we have. You're, you're better than me at that. But I think, like, personally, we both are very secure on that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then, so, so communication was – go go ahead, Bob. Well, well you mentioned that you were going to do, like, little action steps to like you got this information you're going to do little action steps i just wanted to clarify what that what that entailed or like what that looked like yeah absolutely do um so before i get to that um so communication was my lowest other than my second lowest was actually tied so i get the benefit of saying hey i got more deficits right um so the two that were tied for kind of second and third to lowest was generosity and listening which, so again, you kind of got it for listening. Um, <laughs> and uh, I remember this, this isn't like, this isn't me being prideful whatsoever. This is more being like, oh, it's kind of a funny moment. 
Um, I remember being back in PT school my last year studying with a real good friend of mine. And like we were just hanging out and stuff. And then she looked at me and she's like, you know, I respect you. I get it. But I can also just tell when you're looking at me, like you've already made up your mind and no matter what anybody else is going to say, can't change it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm glad you can see that. <laughs> so, there, there are some times where, like, I'm, I'm definitely, I think sometimes my resolve um, and my discipline can, I've gotten a lot better being open to other ideas, but it's like, you got to, it's like, if I'm like, if I got a really strong idea, you got to show, you got to give me more than just your opinion. You got to show me some evidence behind it. You got to back it up with something um, for it to mean something different. Yeah. I like so, how you're reflecting on it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Absolutely, man. That's what it what it's all about. Um, but for action steps. So for communication. Um I think so, the, I'm sorry, just the backpedal just a little bit. So you said listening and generosity. Yeah. How do you feel about the generosity? I know because like they're tied. So I, yeah, I don't totally. know if you want to touch on that. I was I was surprised by it, to be honest. And it's interesting because um the way the kind of averages work for that one is it was for a good number of people is like for a lot of people it was like really high. But for some people it was actually fairly low. Um, and the kind of verbal feed, which is interesting, kind of the verbal feedback I got from some people um, was that with generosity is that they weren't like, if they really break it down, they weren't sure if I'm generous to people because I think I can get something out of it, like out of the situation, or if I'm just doing it for the sake of doing it. And so that, I like, I didn't know if that settled right with me. Um, and that was more so from one person in particular. But as I was kind of breaking that down, I was like, hmm, what would lead like this person or these couple people in my relationships with them? What would lead me to, what would lead them to think that way? And not in an accusatory way, but just in the trying to understand the situation well. And I, as I think back, I think a lot of my generosity has been towards people who have interest in the things I'm interested in, right? Who are, you know, whether it's physical therapy or sports or other kind of mindful things or just kind of having fun with some of the groups I'm already involved with, right? A lot of my generosity does kind of stay within those groups because those are the people I'm more exposed to. Um, I'm not... I haven't typically gone way out of my way for, um, you know, a lot of the protests or a lot of other things unless I have, um, you know, some people who are very, very directly involved in that. Um, and also, as I was always kind of raised with the whole, like, don't toot my own horn kind of thing. Like, yes, I've helped, like, give food to some homeless people and stuff like that, but I've got no need to go posting about that or go talking about it. It's just kind of a thing I did, you know? Um, yeah. But I think that it's, I think part of that goes into more of my communication where I still got the generous heart, um, but it's how can I, and again, this is just people's feedback, so it doesn't, well, maybe this goes to me being a semi-poor listener, <laughs> but like the thought was, you know, do I need to communicate that, right? Just because people perceive that, do I need to be saying that or doing something different? And I think for the generosity, and actually the communication goes together with this, but I just need to bring more self-awareness and reflection to, hey, is there an internal thought process I'm having that some people might benefit from hearing? Because 
sometimes, Bob, people can do totally the same things externally. But if we know and we understand their thought process, it probably turns out a lot better. And I yep. realize that, hey, I'm, I'm pretty poor at communicating uh, my thought process when I'm just like, why would I say that? That's just extra words, you know? Yeah. Uh, I also want to, like, say, um, I guess to the people listening, it's not like Nick is, like, you're, you're in, like, one or two averaged in these three areas, I'm, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, so I'll I'll say that um, you know, all I I had no ten averages by any means, but like my weaknesses, Bob, were above a seven point oh. Yes. So so it's not like you're just a horrible person. You're finding well, like that, that that's up to that's up to opinion, right? You know? No, I'm kidding, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's all about perspective. Yeah. Well, well, you're you're finding like the the gaps in in the areas totally. that you can improve on. So it's not like you have a big hole in in like uh, communication. You just have little holes, and then that's what you're like finding and, and filling up. So I just want to, I guess, put that in perspective because again, Nick, as a whole, you're you're an amazing person. You're you're very motivated, very disciplined, very like passionate about what you do, and and that's something that I think people listening to this can can understand and hear from like how you talk about physical therapy and how you talk about whatever. Uh, get you fired up. I think that would be like in a joking way that I hope nobody takes it serious. But now, as I say, it's probably like a review in next April Fool's or something. But I can, I can see a next podcaster be out there being like, yeah, it's cool content, but like this one dude's just a jackass who doesn't listen to anybody about anything. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, who would listen to a podcast if like people can't even talk or communicate? What's that all about anyway? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's, it, you're doing good, Nick. That's, that's what I like. All right, so action steps. Action steps. So you're going to give me feedback, Bob, and let me know if these are kind of too vague or not. These are the things that resonate with me. But again, I'm on the hot seat right now. So for communication, for me, it's, a, it's going to be kind of living with intent of trying to analyze, hey, this person who I'm communicating with, whether it's a patient, a colleague, a friend, significant other, whoever, right, other family member, uh, this rando person I meet, would this person benefit? from understanding part of my thought process or not. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think even asking myself, taking a second pause in my head, asking myself that question um, will inherently lead to better communication because that, that's where my biggest deficit is, is I assume that, oh, no, that's just more words. Um, but to a lot of people, that isn't just more words. It's kind of necessary. Yeah. Um, I, I like that because if you're putting something more to the forefront, it's, it's constantly on your mind. It's something that you're going to work on more often than if it wasn't on your mind. So, sure. so I just want to like make it, I guess, more tangible. How, how would you like ensure that you have that thought process when you're communicating? Like, yeah. And it's, you know, it's, I'll be honest with you. I don't expect myself to have that a hundred percent of the time. It's kind of like I tell some of my patients who are either with retraining some of their walking or they're running. It's, I don't expect you to hyperanalyze everything, every single step. But out of every 100 steps, for 10 of them, spend some time pausing, spend some time thinking about it. Um, So for me, I think it's about, hey, can I, what little reminders throughout the day can I give myself? Um, And so, you know, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's at work. Maybe it's, hey, when I'm between patients, right? Maybe the next thing that I communicate with the next person, I think about that. Or maybe it's, you know, um, after I'm 
I'm walking a certain amount of time or something. It's the next person I encounter, I think about it. But some kind of little reminder like that, and I'm not sure what exactly is the perfect thing right now, Bob. Um, but just, just to have that in the back of my mind a little bit, some kind of normal transitionary thing just to spark the memory. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and you can, of course, go from zero to 100. Um, and then what you're doing is just so powerful and so amazing that it's 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 just kudos to you. Um, I'll, I'll throw out an idea. Maybe, like, at the end of the day, um, like, after you're done with work with all your patients or, like, when you're home, you, you just take, like, five minutes to, to look through all the patients you see, you saw that day, and, like, think if you could have communicated better if you if there was more to be said if they were on the same wavelength wavelength um and i don't want to sound like i have all the answers but i i think i'm just again throwing ideas to see if we, if we can help each other yeah um i like that bob and i'm going to expand that to more than just patients but people who i kind of you know had major communications with because i want to keep this more than just clinical this is kind of personal yeah. stuff as well I see. But, dude, but dude i absolutely like it i like it that, that's good it's it's you're thinking actually, about it so something interesting is actually sometimes I think I do a better job with, not all the time, but a better job with patients than I do other people. Because for me, I'm very invested in like my patient's process or like for them understanding, hey, why is this important? Um, so like I've already got that context a little bit. I'm not saying I don't have areas to improve. I absolutely can. But I think with other things, it's like, um, you know, either I spent all my energy with that with a lot of my patients or it's like, no, I'm just like, hey, I just don't think about it. Yeah, I like it. I, I like how you're doing into all aspects of your life. And again, that's you're working on the whole person. And and that, that's so powerful. Like if, if anybody, like before we like move on to other action steps, um, I guess like if anybody wants to do this, they might like look at it and say, oh my God, I don't want like this harsh feedback from like all my friends for all these questions. Um, I think like one tangible step would just be like taking one question and asking yeah. yourself first. Or Dude, that's like well, I, I think I couldn't have said it any better, Bob. Couldn't have said it any better at all. So yeah, that's but the go ahead. Well yeah, and it's you know, to get at that mentality a little bit, it's like, yeah, do you want um you know, do you want the comfort of not having to be uncomfortable and asking those questions? Or do you want the extreme uncertainty of, oh my gosh, what what could be going on, right? What could be that I just don't know about that are kind of mysteries out there that I could find out pretty easily but I haven't. And I think that, you know, both comfort and um, certainty or uncertainty are very powerful forces that kind of every person has their own bit of affinity towards that we need to balance that effectively. I like that. Balancing certainty and uncertainty. I think that's going to be the title of this episode. I oh, like boy. oh, boy. Oh, boy. I like, I like that. Balancing certainty and uncertainty without some difficult questions. Yeah, that's it. But but continue. Um, so you had the listening part next. Yep. Yeah. The list. Yeah, listening and generous for Ty. Um, so for and actually, I'll be completely honest, Bob, and you let me know if you think this is a scapegoat or not. I feel like I've got a crazy generous heart. Um, I feel like I give a ton, and yes, it is for people who are a little bit more um, that I am exposed to. Um, maybe part of it's convenience. Maybe it's part of it is. I feel like I can give more of my gifts that way for people who have um, similarities in different ways or at least show interest. Um, and so I think if I do the communication and the listening um, one, that's going to kind of partially be more transparent and give anyway the generosity. What, what are your thoughts with that? 
I, I mean, I do think like from the bottom of my heart, I do think like you are a very giving person. Um, but I think, like you said, if you communicate that better, it would show off better in my opinion. But, and, and again, it's N of one. I'm just one person, but, totally. but that's what I truly believe. Well, I'm N of one so I too. And, uh, I, I, and I, uh, I, I might get the veto here. And anyway, either way, it's going to be a thought experiment, right? Just like we kind of do, uh, I mean, we're experiment, but very controlled, purposeful, clinical reasoning experiments with our patients for finding out what the exact source is. If I work on communication and listening, then the generosity perception improves. And maybe it wasn't a true deficit there. Maybe it was just, hey, you did a really crappy job, like making me feel listened to through it, and a really, really crappy job communicating the intention of the generosity. I like it. Yeah. So, so what was the listening part? Yeah, the listening part. Um, so if I go to the exact question was, do I listen? Um, and I kind of go back to that story again with me and one of my friends studying. And I think that sometimes I can get very, you know, resolved and in my own discipline um, for for kind of what I want. And, you know, some feedback that I've gotten along the way with that was that um, some people I've been close to, they felt like I haven't listen to things entirely and I've been in a little bit more of a problem solving mode and like a helping mode for them versus like a you just kind of like shut up and listen um and I think part of that comes from me just like you know maybe, maybe it is for my generosity but wanting to help people but as I found with more of my patients recently and as I found with myself it's like all right let me just take the time and what can I show what can I convey um, for this person to feel like they're they're being listened to, and so I think for myself it's about um, actually this is an interesting balance box. So I'm thinking about this. I'm like about including more silence and just kind of more presence presentness. Um, and I think for the people that I do it well with, I do it really well, and I think for other people I can be a little inconsistent. Um, so I think it's interesting parallel where it's like, hey, with the listening part. Let me just be quiet a little bit more, but also with the communication, maybe I need to speak up more. Um, so I think my focuses are just they're just slightly different, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, as you mentioned the, the patient thing, I don't know if like it was Dr. Cherry that, that mentioned it, um, one of our professors at the college, or like it was during RA training, but like um, as we were both RAs, it was like the, the thing of like at the end of your sentence, or at the end of the other person's sentence, wait five seconds and like count five seconds in your head, and they're totally. bound to say more. Um, from some from somewhere from Ithaca, uh, but but I think that that I think that holds true here, and and it is a passive thing. Yeah, and and I agree, and I think also like giving people the opportunity to rant, um, you know, some somewhat controlled, but and be tactful with it, but like give them the ability that then um, what I've been doing more too is asking my patients, you know, kind of so the, the direct question of leading in about, Hey, like I'm saying, Hey, I've read through your information, understand what's going on, but what do you feel or what do you consider to be your main problem at this time? So it's setting the stage for them. It might not be, Hey, my shoulder hurts like hell, right? For them, it might be, Hey, I was active and I did this and, you know, I can't pick up my grandkid or this stuff, um, you know, whatever it is that brings it to the forefront. And then whatever they say, 
they will feel more listened to. And this is both personal and professional, right? This can be in other things too. It can be, hey, Bob, what do you feel like is really at the struggle right now? What do you feel like is the main thing you're struggling with? Or what are you most proud of, Bob? Now, Bob, when I ask you those questions, how did that make, don't, don't tell me any answers, but how did that make you feel? Makes you feel, it, it's like a deep question. It's like, you want to learn more about me? And it's like, it builds a connection. So there, there's a vested interest. Yes. And so I think whatever conversation comes out of that is one, I'm framing it like, hey, I'm giving you permission, right? I'm giving you permission to spill, but also spill in the kind of targeted way that I want to, I want to reel things in slightly. But to the person being asked the question, right, because I'm pointing at, hey, Bob, well, for you, what's the biggest thing that you're struggling with? And that's just, boom, that goes to your heart. For me, it's like, hey, I want to work on, like, some of the challenges. Or for a patient, it's like, you know, what was most difficult between last session and this session? That gives me pointed information. I didn't ask about exercise. I didn't ask about a specific pain. It's for them. What it, and for them, it might have been a certain stress component, right? So they feel totally listened to, and I, I do care what they say, right? I do care that I am actually listening to them fully, um, but it also helps me more. So I think getting better at those questions um, will help me in that as well. Definitely. That, that's great. And I guess this episode itself is like a great model of like what great reflection looks like. So you took the courage to like reach out to your friends. You were, you're, pretty much naked when they're like throwing feedback at you. Um, and then you took the feedback, even if it was like, even if it like hurt your fingers as you, as you were picking it up, um, you read through them, you reflect over them, and then you created an action plan of like what you're going to do to act on the reflections. Um, and I think that that's the, the three-step process of asking, reflecting, and then implementing what you reflect on. Uh, uh, I got a little bit of, uh carried away in your analogy and okay the three-step process is getting naked and having hurt fingers boom yes <laughs> yes so that, that's it um but i mean i guess if i were to reflect for myself where where i would get tripped up a lot is actually implementing after i reflect so yeah. it, again it's a three-step process of like you're asking you're asking yourself you're asking for things you're you're, you're acting on it or, or you're reflecting and then you're acting on it. Um, and I guess that's, I guess feedback for me, for myself, as I'm listening to you talk about this, um, and then that's going to, like I guess, help me, I guess, more so push myself to reflect and act on the, those reflections more. Absolutely, Bob. And, you know, kind of asking the question of, okay, you know, so what, what does this all mean? Um, and sometimes even if we get the same end result or close to the end result, but we have a different intention in mind, a different focus, um, even that itself can be a victory. Oh, I got All right, Nick, is there anything else you want to add to to your great reflection? Dude, that is all, my friend. I love, let's touch uh, upon the accountability part. So last week I wanted to like just finish um, – writing my notes for McKenzie textbooks. I wrote them, wrote them all out on Google Doc. I sent them to you, Nick. I, I hopefully you got them. Um, I'll be completely honest, Bob. I got them. I have not had a chance to read through them yet. It's okay. It's it's very long. It's like 50 pages um, Dude, of multiple documents. It. Oh, trust me. I'm going to get through it. It, okay. it, it. it will not be by next time, though. 
it, don't worry. As long it, it's there, it's, I think it's good information. It would be cool for you to to look through it as well. Um, next and week, I'll, I'll have a all some fun Mackenzie-esque style uh, kind of patient examples for you some other time for another different conversation. I like it. I think for next week, um, I think studying for the boards. I think consistently just starting a schedule of, I think two hours. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Wednesday, Thursday. Two hours for the next week. Every just the four days, Monday through Thursday. And I'm just gonna look at cardio palm, and I'm gonna finish or try to to do as much cardio palm as I can. Um, if I were to like put a standard clip on it, I think I want to like. So there's the base camp which you had before. Yep. Um, I just want to finish the maybe finish cardio palm. Or like at least fifty percent of cardio palm in that base camp section. Bob, well, so, whatever you say, what I what I'd encourage you to do is put in because you're kind of fluctuating with like you're trying to give a number. Just give a number now because I know whatever it is, you'll make it happen. Um, so whatever you think is achievable, just say the number now, and what will you do it? All right, let's say just I'll say fifty percent of the base camp for cardio. Palm. And, and I like that metric because it's not like Oh, I kind of sort of did. No, they literally give you a percent in the thing. Yeah. So that's that's my plan. Do you want to have accountability or just anything for the podcast's sake? Yeah. Um, why Why the heck not, man? Um, so this upcoming Saturday, I've got a big test for residency. Um, it's kind of one of our two big written exams. And so for me, it's just going to be, hey, um, read. And kind of like it's, it's set up as like a mini practice OCS. Um, and so by between now and then, for it's not on the entire body, but for the units we've covered so far, I'm going to read through um, the aspects of the clinical practice guidelines that I need, uh, clinical prediction rules, and current concepts. I like it. I like it. And as always, Nick, this, is a, this was always a great conversation. I learned a lot. I was, as you're talking about things, I was writing them down. Um, so thank you, Nick. It was uh, another great opportunity to talk to you. As always, my friend. All right. Until next time, keep that mind strong. Perfect. See you next week.